Hey, welcome to uh, 174 uh, with Nikki Glazer. Who I'm, I'm. I just woke up. I gotta be honest with you. Okay. Because last night I did the draft, and then you couldn't leave downtown for like an hour. Mm. It took that long to get out of downtown because there were no cars, there were no cabs. So I stayed out a little bit with a girl that I work with. Yeah. And we went to the club. A cl- I don't know. The no, club. It's not a club. It's like a bar where the people dance. Okay. I think most people would call that a club. Is there a line out front? Well, it's like a pile of people. I don't know if it's a line. Yeah, people smoking, kind of stumbling around. Lots of stumbling and trying to keep their balance. Yes. Oh, God. Not not a cool line, though. Not like a red carpet or anything, but just like... So anyway, I I go and (laughs) I was like, oh, I'll hang out. I'll probably out till two. I don't have it in me anymore. What? And then it took me an hour to get a car, even at two. I can't picture you out at 2 a.m., like, have you, is that, a, have you ever done that in the past two years? When I was, um, in two years, like yeah, only once or years. twice, if okay. I've been in that area and with her, cause that's her, she's 25 and she's like, right. let's go out. I mean, I don't have it in me. I guess I tried to wake up this morning and go work out. I don't have it in me. I mean, so I'm, I sound the, a little sleepy is my point. Well, I'll forgive you. Thank you. Um, I was out too, and uh, I can't go to those. I can't believe I ever enjoyed that. You can't hear anyone. I don't understand. The music is so loud. I think part of it is they keep the music loud, so you have to get really close to someone to talk to them, and then you're then that creates intimacy, which leads to going home with someone. So you have to get so close to someone's ear that you're literally almost kissing them. And then you're trying to tell this boy that you go to Vanderbilt screaming in his <laughs> ear. And then you have this f- fake intimacy that is created by the fact that Flo Rida is playing too loudly. I would feel for me, I like it differently because I don't have to talk to anybody the whole time. It is nice. Yeah. Because it's, I just do my arms up like, Ugh, can't, I can't talk. Yeah. Too loud. Do you dance? Yeah, hard. I love I'm, I'm dancing. I'm a dance champion. Well... <laughs> And, and it's gotten so, it's it, it, since, by the way, let me set this up with Nikki, by the way. Um, I, Nikki and I first met on, I want to come back to me dancing at the club because I'm a dance champion. Yeah, I, okay, I want to get back to that gonna too. We're going to come I, back to that. Let's, I can't wait. Let's come back because I, I never went out until after I won that show. Really? Because I'm real good now. Oh, you never danced before you won No, that no, show. I would dance, but I just took I took a bunch of years off. I arrested. Right. Yeah, yeah. You, and now that you've been crowned the dance champion. Yeah, the I, best, can do, I can do the no ba- wrong. Best dancer in the world, yeah, I think. Is right what now, I'm the that. reigning champion. <laughs> so. Oh, it's raining. Yeah. Yeah. The first time Nikki saw the mirror ball was just a minute ago. It really was um, an unreal experience for everyone listening. Uh, it's on his kitchen countertop. Mm-hmm. It is lighter than I thought it would be. It looks um, so heavy and it's one of the coolest looking trophies, I do have to say. Of all the th- trophies to win in the world, it's cool, way cooler than an Oscar, like just uh, optically. It, <laughs> it is. I mean, I saw the, the glue holding right. it together. And certain, Listen. I really let, do let think it's say, cool, Bobby. I think it's cool, too. I'm not, I'm not giving. Um, yeah. Let me say this about Nikki. Nikki, <laughs> I've said this many times. You're the funniest person I've ever met. Ugh. Don't set me up like that. You don't have to be funny here. There's no pressure. We're talking. There's but, so much pressure. But I, but I do hmm. think, and I, I've told, Mike, I told you that, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're the funniest person that I've ever known. And I know a lot of funny people. I, I think, know. I think you're the funniest person I've ever met. Um, we met on Dancing with the Stars. We both thought each other was a dancer because neither one of us felt like the other one was a star. We Yeah, we didn't recognize each other. It was, we were in, um, it was the first day of like, the cast getting to know each other because it was promo shoots. Yeah. We were in makeup chairs getting ready to do those fancy shoots where yeah. you're with your partner, the intro shot. 
I was so nervous. I didn't know any of the other stars on the show legitimately. Like I don't think I recognized any names and I had Googled people. I don't think I had gotten to you yet in terms of Googling go down the list. I don't list. think Google had me listed just generally inside of Google. <laughs> That's how not famous I was. I think, um, I think you were the most famous on the show. I, I mean, I come, I came to realize that you were someone I should have known as soon as I Googled you. I'm like, Oh, okay. But when you sat down next to me in that chair and I was getting my makeup done, then you slide in. And, um, and yeah, I thought you were one of the dancers because I didn't recognize you as one of the stars. So I go, are you a dancer or a star? And you were super flattered. Yeah. I was like, you think I'm a dancer? That's cool. (laughs) No, I I know the same feeling when someone would ask me that. I'm like, you think I could dance? Like when I was not insulted that you didn't think I was a star because nobody ever thinks I'm a star, but you're like, Oh, what? Oh, you think I could be a dancer? I like that athletic and, and cool. It's totally that. Sometimes people go like, think I'm maybe a mom. Sometimes just people don't know me or they'll see a young kid. Like I'll be boarding a plane and there's a mom and then two girls behind her and then me and people go like, are these your kids? And I'm like, oh my God, you think I could be a mom? Like it makes me feel, (laughs) I'm so far from that. So that's what what you must've felt like when I thought you were a dancer. I did, it felt good. Cause nobody, I was the guy that everyone was just like, he's also here for some reason, like inside of that show. Yeah, no one saw it coming. Because ABC put me there because I, and the the true story is they said, hey, you'll last about four weeks because I was going from one project over to American Idol. Right. And so even Dancing with the Stars, the group, they were like, "Mm, okay, you know, they were nice. Great, Mm -hmm. I guess. But um, ABC, I remember they said, you'll last about four weeks. Right. Because. They did their metrics on it. Yeah. yeah, No one that's never danced has, and I had the least amount of experience ever on the show. Okay. Even less than you. Because I believe okay. you trained a well, bit in fourth grade. Uh, this is so ridiculous that you, okay, I took one ballet class when I was maybe in fourth grade. I yeah, wasn't yeah. good at it. It's one of those ones where the children just hop around. Cool. And yeah, okay. So yes, I had a lot of training. I didn't say a lot. I just said I had the least. <laughs> <laughs> this was a debate throughout the show. You had the least amount. And I would say I had the least. Yeah. You know what? I, I'll give it to you. Yes, I was, uh, I had trained at an academy for in fourth grade. <laughs> for a couple weeks. No, oh, it was now like it's a couple weeks. No, it was a, it was a small <laughs> uh-huh. class at a park. Pull the body. thread, pull the thread pull and the all th- of it has to come out. <laughs> now she's trained for three years. <laughs> it was not an academy. I was being, uh, I was joking, but it was just a, a dance, a child's dance class. I had no experience. I was so excited to meet you that day because you had the same look in your eyes that I did of like, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? What are we getting ourselves into? I've never danced before in my life, let alone do it on national TV and live. Like the live aspect of it was the thing that scared me the most. Like if I trip and fall, like everyone's going to see. Which, and, I, which I did. Yeah, you did. You on your own accord though. Okay. But don't we often <laughs> trip and fall on our own accord? <laughs> It wasn't a part of the dance. Another, but another part of that, <laughs> that intro session for us that struck me was that both of our partners were like cut from this cloth of oh, God. physical beauty I'd never seen before. I can't even handle it. Yeah. It's- your partner was Gleb and I'd never met him before. And when he walked up to me, I was like, hey man, like he'd never heard it before. I was like, you're really pretty. Uh, dude. I, I said it so many times throughout rehearsal. Like I'd be face to face with him and he would try to be like getting through to me. Like you need to get this focus. And I'd be like, you're so hot. Like, do you know, like you're so attractive. Like I don't understand. He would have like this dewy shimmer to him. And then sometimes his hair would part in a way that would just expose one of his 
piercing eyes. Like it was, he's always a model and I'm not exaggerating. And you're, um, you're supporting me on this. Like he's one of the best looking people yeah, best, you've ever one of the met. Best looking humans I've ever seen. And yes. and I was being touched by this man and thrown around in, in intimate, intimate situations with the hottest guy who's ever talked to me, let alone touch me. It was wild. I would stop in the middle of practice and say, you're so hot. And he'd just always go, I don't know what to say to that. I just never know what to say. Cause he gets it all the time. And I'm like, how about you come up with a response? You know, with as much as you get it, maybe you can fire something standard yeah. back. Let me let's, let's workshop some responses because it happens to him constantly. So much so that <clears throat> again, if you're told all the time, he'd probably like to hear he's smart. And he's not. So I no know, one but, really, I, but I was, if to like cut him no, with a compliment, he actually is. He is smart. He's um very, he's a shrewd uh, businessman. He's made like a life for himself that I'm really, I was really impressed by Gleb. Once I peeled back his clothing, I found that now once I peeled back the, oh, he's just a hot guy. He was really fascinating and worked really hard to like be a dancer. Like all those dancers are the, yeah. they're, they're elite athletes. That's what I would say too. I was surprised at the professional athleticism yes. of all, all of them to get to that point. Yeah. And I used to think I would see good dancers and then you would go and you would see literal champion professional dancers and realize that the guy who was a pretty good ball player in your hometown wasn't a major league ball player. All right. Because you'd see the guy, you know, near you, it's kind of the local legend, maybe played some minor league baseball. And you're like, this is, he was the guy, he, he was the Babe Ruth of, uh, uh, of Tupelo. Yeah. And then you get there and you're like, oh no, no, I just saw the real the real major leaguers. That's what it felt like on that show. It was just like, I'm trying to learn a new skill that I've, I want to be just okay, serviceable at dancing. And I'm dancing with the best dancers in the world. It's really hard to, and you start comparing yourself. You just can't not when you see Whitney Carson walking around the way she walks is a dance. Like it's just, it was uh, for me, I was only on the show for you did get kicked off a first fraction week. of the time that you were on it, a fraction, a mere fraction, but it stays with me as an experience that was one of the hardest of my life. And one of the most profound, um, uh, moments of my career. I think like it, I learned so much. It was the hardest thing I'll ever do. I can do anything now that I've signed up for dancing with the stars and did that. Like, I really do feel like nothing scares me now. Cause that was the scariest thing I could have done. Do you feel similarly? Yes, because <clears throat> I won. Yeah. Like I'm not afraid to go at anything. So I wasn't afraid to go at this. I can't believe you won. How I does that feel, dude? Well, it just feels like I was I worked a puzzle. It's so yeah. You know, it feels like my grandmother, she used to take these humongous puzzles. And there's a, there's a many years of my life where my grandmother adopted me and we'd just sit around and she these puzzles were like five hundred pieces to be tiny. And she would just sit there for weeks and put these little bitty puzzles together, one little piece at a time. And some nights I don't think she ever found a piece that fit. And some nights she'd find three or four. And I just felt like that whole time I was my grandmother putting together a freaking puzzle. And I was trying to put the pieces together each week, each day. This analogy I, really could have helped me early on. I don't know why you didn't share it with me. I think I just came up with it. It's really good. Profound on Saturday mornings. It's really good. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I Because I, I never knew it. I never, I, could, I, you, I couldn't have sat down and went, <clears throat> I'm going to put this puzzle together right now and be done with it. But the more I kind of put the pieces together, I figured out my puzzle putting together technique. Some people put it on the edges first. Um, she didn't. She would try to find the middle first. And for me, it was, I, I'm not going to be the best dancer. So what can I actually be good at? And how can I improve the dancing part, which is the life part, while I do what I'm good at? And so like in my life with radio, I'm good at radio. Like I'm, I am. I'm just, yeah, I've been doing it a long time. I have success at it. I'm good at it. I'm, for some reason, people relate to me. And so I've gained confidence from that and I've been able to get better. But that being said, I've learned to do all these other things as I've done radio. So 
Um, I, that's how Dancing with the Stars was. I was, okay, well, I know how to be on camera live. Now I just got to figure out everything around it. And part of that was dance, and then it was over. And you worked really hard to be a, a good dancer. I mean, you put in the hours. No one, I think no one worked harder than you. Yeah, I don't that. think so either. I don't, but I think I wouldn't <laughs> have had to work that hard if I would have had some experience. If I had a couple weeks at your academy when I was in fourth oh, grade, I think I would have went in like hot and yeah. been like, guys, I'm good. Give me, I, I tried to work hard and Gleb would be like, you've got that. It's fine. He like knew we weren't going to last. I could tell because there were times where he would be like wanting to take breaks. And I was like, let's keep going. And there was some point to the fact that he said, you know, you can't do simple steps and clap at the same time. So I'm not going to, we need to, you need to like marinate with that, what we just worked on. So let's take a break and I just want to work, work. I'm like, we only get four hours a day. I need to use every second. I want, I, I had your work ethic, but I didn't know what to do with it. If I just trusted Glad being like, you've got it, but he just knew I've got it. Meaning you've got, you've got, you've got a, we're going home first. <laughs> He's been on the show too long. He knew, he knew the score. Um, and it's it, funny that you say four hours is a normal day. That's all we were allowed to do, Bobby, up until the first episode, you know, the first episode in which yeah, I was voted off as soon as they could get me off but I mean, after that, we went. I mean, we did. We worked. Okay. Well then you cheated. I know. Because that was. We cheated by working hard. Okay. No, no, no. That's not cheating. I I was told by the producers four hours a day. Well then. But then I would go dance by myself and get, I would would tell you this. I would go get music and go to a room and buy a room and then dance by myself like footloose. No. And that's why you won. I I will give you that. You you worked harder and tirelessly more than all of us. And, um, and yeah, I'm, I respect you for it. I'm and old. I was worried for you. I think you almost died. I think so too. <laughs> I don't know that it was so worth too. it. Like, I mean, I'm sure the having the trophy is cool and having the title, but like, uh, did you learn something from the fact of like, maybe don't do that to yourself again? Because I learned you that. were not well at the end of that show. But I learned that I can actually survive again. Mo- most of my life, I've been in survival mode. The last few years, I haven't had to be in survival mode because I've hit a level of success where I actually can now give back a lot instead of just worrying about eating. Yeah. And so in that, I was in pure survival mode again. And it kind of retaught me that I still have what I was built with was you don't have to be the best, the smartest, the most athletic, the best looking. As long as you're in there just grinding, you can outgrind everyone else. Literally grinding. Just just grinding. Yeah. Like I would just try to... That's what I would try to do with Glab. I'm like, we don't need to do the salsa. Can we just grind don't for four hours? Don't you see how people would hook up on that show, though? <laughs> Bobby. Like, don't you see? I, I And Sharn and I never t- touched each other. I don't, you and Glab, did you guys hook up? No. Okay, I know you didn't. I just was going to ask you. he's married and right. he wouldn't. But can't you see how everyone okay. on that show would end up? Yeah. I talk about it all the time. I'm like, I don't understand. If you were on that show and your partner is single and you are single, it's going down. I still. Sharna and I were both single and we didn't. I know. I don't know. I think, I don't know how that didn't happen between you two because it's, it really is a perfect environment to fall in love with someone. It is like the bachelor. It's like, it's a, it's a controlled environment where you are face to face. Talk about talking to someone's ear at a club. I mean, you are that close to someone immediately day one for hours a day. You're going to have an intimacy that you, 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 it's, it's manufactured. So it's not real. As soon as the show ends, I don't think most of the relationships that start keep going because, but it's just like being on a reality show, 
I could see how going on, if I went on The Bachelor. I finally saw it too. I would I would fall in love. Me too. I, I, I used to just think they were a bunch of dopes on that show. Yeah. But then once I did Dancing with the Stars, I went, oh, I would be a dope too. Oh. Because you're in a bubble. You do what the bubble tells you to do. Even if the bubble's not telling you, you're still led through the maze. Yes. And, and the people, you're going through the same experience as all these people. And it is all that matters. I mean, dancing with the stars was all that mattered. We got done with that show or I got kicked off that show and I came out of it and the Kavanaugh trial had happened. All that stuff. I mean, that was the biggest news event. I didn't even pay attention to one second. I remember you saying that. And I got out of it and I'm like, I still don't believe women. Like I just didn't, like it didn't even, I, the world was literally burning around me. There were like fires in LA and I got off dancing with the stars and I was like, Oh, there were like fires outside the studio. And I didn't even notice because that's all that matters on that show. So when you're on that show with the cast and the other dancers who all we talk about is who's going to get voted off. What, what are the producers saying? All we talk about is the dancing and, and the process and all we're doing is dancing. It's, you're like in a, a hostage situation. You fall in love with the show, with um, ever, the cast, I'm, st I was first voted off. I'm still friends with ever. I have close personal relationships with most people on the show still because it felt, I just, I think I cried so much to people that I bonded, um, really quickly and it was the best experience of my life. It does feel a bit Stockholm syndrome ish. Yes. Um, I'll say this for me that the, the, the more difficult and the part that kind of kept me a bit level was that I had to work every day. And so I had to stay connected with the world Yeah, because I would go do the, We'd have to go do the radio show at one in the morning, you know, for four or five hours. I know. And so, and as bad as it was, I still, I had the outside world a bit. I was still a bit connected. Yeah. And then I still traveled and toured a little bit. Yeah. I was doing stand up, and I was doing my uh, show on Sirius every morning too, which was good, but it was also, it, I was jealous of other stars who could just show up to practice and not have anything else going on that day. And they could just do that. And that's all they worried about um, that I got kind of jealous of that. Did you feel that way? Ever? I was resentful of every single person that didn't have to work as much as me, which was yeah, every single person. Every single person. I know. But, I know, but, Bobby. But I, I was, I'm so happy with the, with the, the outcome of that show, not because of the show, but because of, again, I went back to where I have been pretty much my entire life and can and prove to myself that if walking dead happens, I'll win. Yeah. I know you will. Like I, I'm, if, Amazing race. I'll go win that show. And I, it's not because of anything other than just grit. I remember you being like, I'm going to win Dancing with the Stars. This was before it started. This was, I mean, obviously it was because if we were talking to each other, I was still on the show, which, you know, it was before it started because I was, I don't know if you remember, I was first. You were first kicked off. First yeah. kicked off. Yeah. Um, like asked to leave as like even before it really went on air. Yeah. Um, Pretty it, was on, it was on your dressing room door before the first show. Uh, yeah. They, like, pack your bag. <laughs> there just wasn't a name on it. They checked in with you. You have your bag packed, right, Nikki? <laughs> they, oh, that was a sad realization when I kind of, because I didn't see it coming. I just didn't. Like, I, you just don't think you're going to go first. I, I don't know. Because there were, there were some older people. And, um, and a blind woman. And, yeah. And a blind woman. Yeah. yeah. And so I think she had an advantage because she couldn't see how hot her dance partner was. So she could, she could focus more. That's just a joke. I've been running. Don't get mad at me. Don't tweet me. I'm joking. Um, I think that's doping on Dancing with the Stars is being blind and, and having the advantage. You can't laugh right now, but you want to kind of. No? Okay, great. A lot of encouragement from Bobby Bones across the table on that joke. Um, 
And she signed off on that, by the way, uh, the, the blind dancer, Danielle, I'm said, I, yeah, I, uh, she, I sent her an email, so she's right. Oh, wait, that's why she hasn't written back. Okay. I wrote it in wingdings though. Is that not how they read? <sighs> anyway, I, um, getting voted off first. I I'm remember back. looking around. Oh, how dare you? How dare you give me nothing on any of that? I'm back. On any of that. I'm back. You just looked at me. I'm back in the Those were of the some conversation. hard-hitting, yeah. hilarious jokes. I'm and back. you just looked at me throughout the whole thing. Oh, Bobby Bones. So, getting voted off, I remember, like, looking around before... I think it was the second episode. Because it was a two-night premiere. And this, after the first night... I was like, well, that didn't go that great. <laughs> I didn't fall, but the judges didn't really care for me. And then the second night, I was like, I didn't even have my bags packed for Good Morning America. I had to get on a flight immediately. I was eliminated at 6.59, and I had to be on a flight by 9 o'clock. And I didn't have any outfit to wear on Good Morning America. I was going to wear my Dancing with the Stars robe, but finally got something together at last minute. But I just remember looking around being like, doing the math a little bit and being like, Oh, I'm probably going home. I was like in that backstage area where everyone's sitting around hanging out. And it just dawned on me like, oh no, this is real. And then it's so, I've been knocked off a reality show three times now. Like I've lost uh, uh, Dancing with the Stars, Last Comic Standing season four and Last Comic Season, uh, Last Comic Standing season six. Um, and so I've had someone like not read my name before which hurts, but for them to read your name when it's like first going home and they say your name, it's so humiliating. It was really embarrassing, but here's what I learned from it is that I signed up for dancing with the stars being like, like what's the worst that can happen? You know, like what I'm, not, I'm voted off first. That's the worst that could happen. And guess what? <laughs> it's not going to happen. Why would they vote off me? Nikki Glazer who is going to bring entertainment value in the, in, in comedy. I mean, no one else is going to be funny on the show or no one else is a comedian, you know? So they'll want to keep me around a couple episodes just for, you know, humor. And then also like, I'm not that bad on the eyes. I mean, just in terms of having someone on screen that looks just as, as great as I do at 34, I mean, they're going to want to keep this broad on TV, and then you go out there and you try your best and you look the best you can ever look like as a, as an aging woman, you're just like, you know what, let me just lean into this and wear a swimsuit on TV. I mean, it's absurd the way I was dressed on TV for me who does not dress that way. And I really was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be my sexiest self and be like a woman and just lean into my sexuality and who cares? Screw the haters. And then to be told by Tom Bergeron that you are voted like to get voted first and have all of these things that you think, oh, your biggest fear happen. My biggest fear, the thing that rarely happens when you, when you take on a challenge and you go, what's the worst that could happen? It generally doesn't happen. Sometimes it does because statistically it, it will happen sometimes. And what I learned from that is when you take on a challenge and you do it because the worst thing won't happen, sometimes the worst thing does happen. And guess what? you will be fine. I was fine. I've, I would have thought that it would destroy me. I would have been depressed for weeks. Oh, I couldn't look at my friends at the comedy cellar. They, they watched me dance in sequence. I'm a comedian. They think I'm ridiculous. No one cared. Everything was fine and I'm better for it. Can't you tell? On the... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 
you know what? I'm over. Did you talk it. to your therapist about losing first? Um, no, not yet. I just got to. I just got a new therapist. We haven't gotten to that part of my history yet. I think it's a good thing. I'd rather lose first than second or third. Yeah. No, I would have. Because you have a better story. I know the story's better, but I really just want to say that I would take back the story for the experience. I had so much fun on that show and I had the best time doing it that I just wanted more. I was just hurt because I wanted to hang out. I liked everyone. I liked hanging out with you. I liked everyone too. It was odd, huh? How just how great everyone was. It it sucked. It sucked like. All of a sudden, a claw machine came down and took me out of my best experience of my life. I felt like it was a claw machine, and they just go plop and drop me in New York the next morning. And then no one from Dancing with the Stars follows up and is like, how are you? We're thinking we miss you. It's just like the show continues, and you're work. forgotten. It's I know. Just, it just work. I know. I, I, I it's know It's got to be what, like uh, someone who would be an opener for you. Let's say you go to a small club in Iowa, yeah. and you're doing a weekend there, and you pick someone sort of local to come out and open for you. And, and they're like, holy crap, I could open for Nikki Glaser. This is the coolest thing in my life. I mean, do you ever, do you follow up a week later and be like, hey, you good? Just checking in. I honestly do, Bobby. Well, then you should win Dancing with the Stars. You know what? <laughs> you can have the trophy and you can take it with you. I honestly, some guy, I, I'm, I'm here in Nashville doing a club and uh, some guy that opened for me in uh, Bloomington, Indiana, like last year followed up and because we stayed friends and, and he drove here to do it. So I, I stay in touch with people, but it, they shouldn't have stayed in touch with me. They had a whole production. To, they were in the middle of a show. So they're not, the producers aren't going to be like, are you okay? Like it just, it felt really, um, it felt like you, like I felt like I fell in love with someone and then they banged me real good. And then the next day I'm like, we're going to be something. And they never call again. That's what it felt like. And it hurt. It like I was, I was, it was, I was hurt for a couple of days and then I got over it and then I couldn't watch the show. Like I wanted to watch you. I wanted to watch all my friends and I would try to watch it and I would be so excited and I would talk about it on Instagram. Like I can't wait for the show. And then I would watch it and I'd start crying. Cause I was just like, I want to be there. And all I wanted to do was dance to a Taylor Swift song. That's all I wanted to do. Probably couldn't have got it cleared. No, they did. The they next, did? the second show, the first show after I got voted off, Nancy McKeon danced to uh, New York. Oh, that was the one because it was New York. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They, well, listen, and I had been preparing for that listen, dance, Bobby, I, I, and I they didn't see, even offer me that it's song. It's still a fresh wound. I thought we'd go, hey, how about Dancing with the Stars? How fun was that? Three, three hours later. <laughs> how dare you? Don't shame me for getting. I'm not shaming you because I think uh, I enjoy talking about it. Yeah. Um. For me, that that show was it was great. We, we were the bookends to that show. We, yeah, but, but I brought you back with me in the final day. Oh, that was so nice of you. I do like I, I always will say that the show would have truly forgotten about me and not even called me to have me back to the finale unless it was for you. And you found a way in your insanely busy schedule to make it so that I would be a part of your dance in some some way and you went above and beyond to make that happen and that really meant so much to me and because we had kept in touch a little bit during the show and I was obviously watching you go on to win it but I didn't expect I didn't expect that and that I got to wear leotard again I got to and I got to go back and be fun and sexy and and dance again and learn a dance from you you taught me the dance which was so funny that Bobby Bones was teaching me steps 
on the day before that was the day yeah, we were up the on final. top of the cake working on the steps at that point i was just so tired and i delirious. know and you were, but you that meant so like uh, that was really cool of you and truly that day i woke up late for that rehearsal and um extremely yeah you extremely came. late and i which i just it doesn't happen to me it was one of those crazy circumstances and I called the producers and I'm like, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And they go, you know what? It's okay. Well, you don't even need to be in the dance. You'll just, just don't even show up. And I go, I called one of the, I called her immediately and I go, you don't understand. Like, I love this show and I'm so excited to go back. Please, please, please. I'll go. I'll do, I'll stay longer. I'll figure out a way to, to, and they go easy. Okay. Just come by. It doesn't matter. Like, it was, I called like crying. And then I showed up, you taught me the dance. I got to be on the winning. I got to be in the winning dance to, um, a panic at the disco song. That is my favorite song now. Um, and the greatest show. I love that song. It was on the, it was on the first episode of dancing with the stars. And I remember being like, that's the coolest song to dance to. And then I got to dance to it because Bobby bones asked me back and it was awesome. And you know that I am appreciative of that. Like that was so fun. That was a high, that was a highlight of the show for me because I wasn't worried about getting voted off. I did get voted off that night again. Somehow they figured out a way <laughs> to reject me a second time, but that was really fun. It was so fun. Thanks, for, it was fun for me that I got to bring in the people that I was closest to through the season, Yeah, which were you, Demarcus yeah. and Joe and just say, Hey guys, get dressed up and come back it out. It was with awesome. Me. You didn't need to do that. And that's, that is, uh, that's Bobby Bones for you. Like he's busier than anyone could ever be. And he still thought to be like, Hey, let's make this. And it didn't make his dance better. Um, if you just heard the names he listed, two out of three of those were terrible dancers, me and Joe. It's not like this was going to improve Bobby's dance. The camera barely was on me. No one even knew I was in it. It was just you making a gesture to your friend, me to like come back and it was really appreciated so thank you oh, you're welcome Mother's Day is coming up May 12th don't wait until the last minute to buy your mom a gift that's right May 12th is Mother's Day I'm helping you out right now May 12th May 12th May 12th this Mother's Day don't settle for anything less than the biggest and brightest bouquets from 1-800-Flowers.com right now 1-800-Flowers has great deals for your mom like 24 assorted roses for 24 bucks that's only a dollar per rose and with a bright and beautiful mix of orange, yellow, and pink blooms, these assorted roses are guaranteed to make her smile. Roses from 1-800-Flowers are picked at their peak from Premier Farms and shipped overnight to ensure freshness. 24 assorted roses for 24 bucks an amazing offer, but you do have to hurry because it expires Friday. And to order these 24 stunning assorted roses for 24 bucks, go to 1-800-Flowers.com bones. 1-800-Flowers.com slash bones. Order today and save. 1-800-Flowers.com slash bones. Offer expires Friday. Today's technology makes it a lot easier for a lot of things because you're connected. Your cell phone is connected to your tablet. Your tablet's connected to your smart TV, and they're all connected to your Wi-Fi, but it may take only one week link and all those connections for a criminal to get in. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection adds the power of Norton Security. While LifeLock uses proprietary technology to detect possible threats to your identity, like your info for sale on the dark web, Norton Security helps protect up to five of your devices from online threats like ransomware. And if there's a problem, their dedicated agents will work to fix it. Of course, no one can prevent all identity theft or cybercrime or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock with Norton 
gives you more protection for today's connected world. Join now, get 10% off your first year. Head to lifelock.com, enter the promo code BONES. That's promo code BONES for 10% off your first year. Lifelock.com, promo code BONES. So you have a Netflix special coming up. And I guess my uh, wonder with those is what like what's the purpose of not not the purpose of doing it, but what does it do for you? Just gets your name out there. I mean, honestly, even if people don't watch it, it's just scrolling through Netflix. They see your name, they see your face. You just you, it's a billboard. Do you know what's funny about you saying that? I just had this conversation with uh, one of my my people. And I was like, hey, because you did drop the mic, right? Yes. Okay. And um, I'm always jealous of stuff you get to do. I always tell you that. I'm like, you get to play freaking game night? I didn't get to, no one invites me to play game night. So I have a real like healthy root for you jealousy about how cool you are. Thank you. And you did drop the mic and they run those commercials. Oh, more people see the commercials than the right, show. Right. Yes. That's why I did. I Right before I got asked to do drop the mic, I just told my agents and drop the mic if you don't know, it's a rap battle competition on TBS hosted by Method Man and Haley, uh, now Bieber. Bieber. Yeah. And Bieber. I was like, I right before that happened and kind of right before Dancing with the Stars too, I had just had this like call with my agents of like, I'll do anything because I realized that it's just about people seeing your face. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you say or how entertaining you are. People, if they just see your face and enough, they just like you. The problem is people always get mad when they see someone new, like say they were watching Dancing with the Stars and they had no idea who you are. And they're like, who's Bobby Bones? Did you get a lot of tweets like that? I mean, yeah, I still get them. Like last night at ABC, who's Bobby Bones? It's like, okay, I'm sorry. People who say who's blah, blah, blah. Did you, were you born knowing who Tom Hanks was? You have to learn who people are that you're going to then come to love. People just hate anything new. And it's like, well, how did you ever know anyone that you know now? There was a first time you saw them and you don't need to get mad about it. This is a new person that is in the entertainment world that you're probably going to enjoy. So don't have this lash out of who's Bobby Bo. It's like, well, give him a shot because you, you, I don't, that, that response, you get it so much of who's Nikki Glaser, who's Bobby, whatever. Um, but I had just had this talk with my agents of like, I'll do anything. I literally will do anything. And then drop the mic came in the offer. And I was like, do I have to do this? <laughs> Rapping on TV as well, like a white woman. That was to me, I was like, you know what? The commercial's on all the time. And this gets back to your Netflix point. I was like, no one's going to see the show. So why don't I do the show? And yes. And they were like, you want to drop the mic? I said, no. I'll even just do the commercials for can drop the mic. The they can just run big promos with me <laughs> and never idea. put me on the show. We should just make trailers yeah, for things. And uh, I, and even with lip sync battle, I may end up doing that. Oh, I want to do that so bad. And so. Wait, that's still on. Yeah. That is my dream. Oh my God. We'd make it even like do it against each other. They would let funny people do it against <gasps> each other. Please, please, please. It just will depends you give what, them that? It, yes, it, I will. It okay. just depends what categories they want. If Will they put me in the, American Idol category against right, an idol right. or the country category against a country star yeah. or somebody. Well, the, the whatever funny. you decide, whatever category they pick, I you'll will then the, change careers so that I can. <laughs> yes. Because when I did um, drop the mic, they asked me, who do you want to battle? And I gave them a list. I would have given your name had I known you then. So like when it, I did family feud, they said, who do you want to play against? Yeah. And I get to pick. It's so fun that we got to get these opportunities to give other people opportunities like our friends. So um, yeah, that's, I'll keep you in mind for, every ridiculous thing I do. Well, I, I get jealous. Like, uh, let me finish my Netflix point and then okay, I want to okay, talk okay. about more reasons I'm jealous of you. Mm -hmm. 
you're, you'll be up on this. I don't watch 98% of the specials that show up, but I will watch the trailer Yes, and I'll know who they are or yes. I'll even text you and go, Hey, is this person funny? Yeah. And even if you say yes, I'm like, okay, I believe it. I'm not going to watch it. I just believe. Yeah. And now I know that person's funny. And when yeah. I see their face, and I, if they come to town and I happen to be around free, maybe I'll go. Or maybe or you'll maybe. have them on the podcast. Yes. Like it just, it builds and you don't know, you've never even seen their material, mm-hmm. but a, you've seen their face. You're so right about that. I mean, that's, I just need to get my face out there. I, whenever there's like a photo, whenever there's any kind of promotion for anything I do, I'm like, just put my big old face and my name. And just, that's how you get people to know you. And then I can, I know the talent's going to back it up. And you know that as well about yourself. So I'm not worried about being that as much as I'm like, just get my face out there. Well, and people will assume if it's just your name and face that they should know you already. If it doesn't say what you're doing, (laughs) they'll feel dumb because they don't know whose big name and face that is. Yes. I did an entire billboard campaign. Have I told you the story? I hate yeah, you know it. Yeah. No, I did. I mean, I wrote it in my first book, but um, my second book, you started reading and quit reading, but you were like, such a good book. Did you finish it? No. I was like, no, oh, listen, <laughs> this is why I didn't finish your book, Bobby. Because she was, listen, this is bull crap. Because okay. she was so inspired by it, she wanted to go ahead and get started on it, on life, because she read the book. <laughs> I honestly did feel that way. And that's how I feel about most great self help books. I go, I get it. I got, I got what I needed. And now I feel like I am losing out on life by continuing to read this. I think your listeners will, uh, actually understand my point when you are truly inspired by something like a Netflix, a Ted talk. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I get it. I just want to go put this in action right now because if I keep reading, then I'm going against his message, which is just like rise, grind, repeat. <laughs> it doesn't say anything about finish the book in that. The, like it, that's how I felt. The subtitle is fight, grind, repeat, but first finish the book. You just <laughs> okay, didn't, you didn't get to the, that's, that was the last page. Um, and I like, I was reading that book because we had just met and I was like, Oh, I want to get to know this person. And then I felt like, Whoa, I'm getting to know this person, like things about him that I feel like I should know. I should hear from my friend. And I feel like he'll tell me these things as we get to know each other. And I don't want to like, you know, when you, um, you can Google someone to death before you go on like a date with them and know everything about them. And it's like, ah, I'd rather, I could do that. I could listen to every podcast this guy has done or whatever. And then I go in and you know, and you have to pretend like when he tells you a story that you've heard it, that you haven't heard it. And you're like, Oh, and you know, the, like, I didn't want to do that with you getting to know you of like, you would tell me a story and I'd be like, well, I was going to sit you down and say, listen, let me, let me talk you through this motivationally. No, that was I mean, never going you share to so many stories in that book that I do think emerge from, um, close intimate conversations with friends that I would have preferred to hear from your face than maybe in the book. But I, um, as I, I do, I, I plan on finishing it someday. Never finish it. It, it would be Why? against what the book teaches. No. Yes. <laughs> I got really far. You don't even know. I, I'm going to pull it up on my iBooks right now because you know, I, I believe you. There's no, need. I got so far. That book was, is truly great. And it was, it was that inspirational to me. First of all, it made me want to write a, a book like that because I was like, wow, this guy that I just met the other day in a makeup chair dancing with the stars is like changing my life. And I could maybe change people's lives. Cause I'm just a girl in a makeup chair dancing with the stars. And I mean, it's fascinating. It's truly, I, I remember that was one of the best half books I read of 2018. <laughs> That's what a lot of critics said too. the best half book of 2018. <laughs> Listen, yeah. it, that first half, I can really recommend it. So with your Netflix special, do you get paid? Yeah, bud. No, don't yeah, bud me because <laughs> a lot of stuff, even that I will no, do not, not a lot. Right. And that, I guess that's my point. 
Not a lot. People no. would think, oh, you get this big Netflix special. No. And we hear about Ellen and everyone signing multi-million dollars. So when I mean get paid, like get paid. Obviously, due to regulatory law, you have to get paid for doing work. Yes. That being said, is it like you're signing it? Is it like a millions Here's of dollars? No, no, not even, not even close. Um, what it is, is I would... I would pay them to do a special for the, what this will do for my career. So what it's worth actually, not even joking. I honestly don't even know what I'm making. I think I heard the number years ago because I did a half hour for them and they had the option to pick up an hour, which they did pick up. And I haven't even followed up with what that is. So I, I, I know it's not a lot, but I don't care. I literally would pay them to do this. Um, because I just want to get my comedy. I want to get, uh, I want to get it out there. Like I'm, I'm so excited for people to see me for the first time and to, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to start selling out theaters and having people like come to see me. I mean, you know, that feeling, aren't you excited to be an overnight success? I hope that that's what happens. I hope that it's, it, it, you know, but it, it might not, you know, it might, it might come out the same day as, an Adam Sandler movie on Netflix and then no one sees it. It gets buried or, or maybe my people don't like my face. So they don't click on it. A many, I could get voted off first of Netflix. I always have that in my back pocket now of like, whatever you think is going to happen probably won't Nikki. So just always prepare for the worst and I'll be fine. If no one watches it, I'll be fine. So your goal with your next step of your comedy career is to do theaters. Like yeah. To actually go hard ticket, sell theaters. Yeah. Sell theaters. I, my next goal is, um, being happy in my life. Like that's truly, I don't care about fame and success anymore. Yeah. Me, you know what? I, I don't, I, I've hit that point too. You already are famous and successful. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what but famous you know, like, means. That's not even a thing. Like, here's my right. thing on fame, right? Is that what well, we can go five years or 20 years ago. I mean, think about, uh, Britney Spears. Back when she was big, everybody knew who Britney Spears was. It didn't matter what demographic you fell into. You just knew who Britney Spears was. Now, if you hop around just on the streets as an example, and you take a picture of Ariana Grande, who's arguably the biggest pop star right now, I think you can have 30 to 40% of people that go, I don't know who that is. And also in that same vein with fame, there are so many platforms that where distribution happens to kids, adults, I wouldn't know this kid who sells toys and makes $7 million a year. And he's so famous to a certain group of people. So famous. So it's too, um, fame, famous, so wide that net and not, not as thick that I don't know what it means anymore. And it doesn't, it, I know we all know this. It doesn't make us happy. Fame and money and success do not equal happiness. Yes. Money can like make your life easier, but once you're past a certain point, it's people aren't happy like that are super rich and successful. I mean, I I know a lot of them and they're not happy. And I look at that and I go, it's not about my follower. It's not about the amount of followers. It's not about selling tickets. Like all of that feels good. And, and, but also it just means that like, then I'm worried about the next show. I hope I sell as many as I did on this show. Yeah. That was nice to sell at that theater, but now I got next week in Pittsburgh to worry about. It never ends. So if I'm not just like actually, I just want to be happy no matter what. And I do feel like I'm on the way to that, but, um, it's, I'm glad you're reaching that point too. I mean like, but what drives you then? What drives me is feeling fulfilled. Yeah, That's it. The, and I do projects now for two reasons. One, because I either love doing it or two, because it will let me do something that I love to do. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a bridge to the thing that I love to do. And so that's the only reason I do anything anymore. I think that's a great kind of filter to have things running through of like, does this 
serve something that I actually want to be doing. And when I'm doing it, I'm not looking at my phone, waiting for it to be over. Like I can be in that and enjoy it. It's hard though, because you get asked to do things that would boost your level of clout or whatever. And it would actually be a miserable experience. And people do those things all the time. And I used to as well. And I just can't anymore. I really can't do anything out of just sheer obligation anymore. I just, and we're at a point where we can turn things down that we don't like, but it's hard to, because we came up struggling and we took every opportunity. I said yes to everything and everyone. And now I'm just like saying no is so hard, but sometimes it's, um, it feels so good. I also feel that if I say no, I will look back and go, well, you knew you were never really that talented anyway. Oh, God. And so for me, it's when are they going to figure out how untalented I really am? And why am I turning things down when I could just like squirrel it away from when I'm found out? Like that is constantly living squirrel inside Squirrel away the me. money, the yep. thing. Like pay bills. Yeah, I know. And you have... Uh, I mean, you got a lot of overhead. This place is really nice. And you got a lot of people working for you. So you do have to worry about that. I do. Even though you're super I'm, duper rich, you I'm do have to worry about that. I'm more concerned about the people that work. Because I do have Same a lot here. of people that I have to, I don't have to, that I take care of because one, they're important to me. Mm-hmm. And two, they do a great job for me. I know. That's that's the uh, the more success and money I make, I, I take care of the people in my life. And then you're responsible. Then you feel a, a burden to provide for them. Which feels good because is there anything better than like taking care of the people you love and being able to do that? Does that, anything feel better to you? Uh, I like almond butter. Okay. That's, that's good. actually really good. Okay. I didn't even so consider that. Almond butter. What about giving alm- almond butter to the people <laughs> in your life? No, it feels really good. And I think it's a selfish kind of feeling. I'm not being like, oh, I'm such a, uh, a mother Teresa. And I get it. It's giving me a feeling of like, Oh good. I can take care of these people. So it's a little bit selfish, but it does, it does create this need to then be like, Oh, maybe I do need to take that gig that I don't want to do because it's so much money, even though I'll be miserable. But then maybe I could send my nephew to college because of that check, you know, like why would I not do that? If I could send someone who needs to go to college to college, do you ever have that? I mean, you're given, you're helping people out all the time. My fear is that I will not be able to afford the scholarship that I give them a high school every year. Yeah. If I ever have to make that call and go, guys, I can't do it anymore. Like, yeah, that's always in the back of my head. But don't you ever feel Bobby? Probably everything you're going to say is going to make sense right now, but I, everything you're about to say is right. Everything. Why do you know what I'm going to say? Because you're going to say something sensible. Okay. But you, it's, it's hard to talk sense into someone that's not sensible. I know. That's what you always come back with me with me like whenever I'm trying to like okay I know you said that but here's why that's maybe not true and you go I know I know it's not true I can see how it's not true but that's just the way my brain thinks so that's just who I am and that's the way it's gonna be and it's like well that's not a really open way to yes it is because I now acknowledge it and see it I used to could not I I used to just go you're wrong now I go you're right and like I get it 6%, but I also know that I'm wrong a bit and I should work on it. I think for me, that's the biggest growth has been, I know I'm not right. I used to think I was right about it. Now I, now I, I know I'm nuts, but I can actually see that and work consciously toward fixing it a bit. Yeah. And I think that's my, but I'll never be fixed. You'll never be, there's no, no, no. such thing as fixed because no. no one's broken because if everyone's broken, no one's, it's not broken. It's normal. Oh, Right. Like we're all broken. So are we even broken? If we're all the, 
I, I just, we all have our, our, our aches and breaks and pains and, and fears. And because we don't share them with people, we feel like we're the only ones that have them and we're isolated and different. But in reality, we are not. We're all struggling with the same thing. But because mm-hmm. we're not sharing it, we feel earthly ostracized. I know. You're so right. And that's why, that's why with my comedy, I try to talk about the things that because I found that when I share these things and I'm like, Oh, this will be funny. Cause it's so embarrassing. And like, no one else has felt that way. And like everyone, mm. everyone feels unlovable. Everyone feels gross and weird. Everyone feels ashamed, like everyone. And when you start talking about those things, that's why I think you and I have the fans that we have is cause, and that's why I was so drawn to you after hearing your radio show. Like I got to know you at dancing with the stars. And then I started listening to your show and I'm like, Oh, he's doing a a morning radio show on terrestrial radio where you can't be, you can't be dirty. You can't be, um, maybe as real as podcasts get or whatever, but I'm listening and I go, Oh, this is a guy who is actually being quite honest and, um, about being insecure and about things that he like you're you're pretty vulnerable on air and I really respect that about you and I think that that's why people like you so much is because they relate to they they're like oh my god if Bobby Bones struggles with that then maybe I'm not so weird and that's always what I'm trying to make I don't know about you but I'm always working from a place of I want to be the person that I needed so bad when I was like 15 16 17 like I wish that I would have been around for me then I'm pretty much just fulfilling what would have made me feel less alone in high school and like scared and hated myself and depressed. If I would have seen someone like me talk about these weird things and feeling ugly and feeling like boys don't like you and they'll never like you and you're bad at sex and you're never going to be good at things. And if, if you're not a pretty girl, you're not going to get what you want in life. And if, um, and if boys don't like you, you might as well just kill yourself. Like I had all those thoughts of just like, it was painful to go through and no one was saying that they felt the same way. You just saw saw girls in magazines. They have their models have it all. And, uh, other girls don't like, I just didn't know I needed, I needed Ted talks back in high school. And I feel like now that is what I try to provide. Do you ever think about young Bobby and go like, Oh yeah. Everything I do is for eight year old Bobby. Yeah. Everything I do. When I would, uh, shoe, I buy shoes for my high school basketball team yeah. because I don't want, I don't want one single kid to feel like, the, cause they can't, afford, I can't afford shoes. Yeah. So for it's all, but again, it's very selfish because I'm only doing the things like you said yeah. that I needed. We're giving back to our yes. we're giving young back, We're giving to ourself. Yes. I and I talk about it all the time. I wish I just would like help birds for no reason, but I don't. Yeah. Uh, screw them. That's what I say. I love birds, yeah, but, but I think I see my, like I even see, I project myself onto birds, you know, like or I relate to birds just being like, tick, 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 like kind of like anxious and like scared and like caged. So are, are you anxious about the special? Yes. When, do you know when it, when it will be out? I think I'm, I'm shooting it May 22nd in LA. So if you um, are listening to this and you're in LA and want to come to my special taping, um, there are tickets available. You can just find it through my socials, Nikki Glazer. Um, May 22nd, I'm taping it in LA. And then I think it'll be out by hopefully October. And, um, and so, yeah, I think fall release. And that's when you forget the little people. November that's, of 2019. How cool no. will that be? It's, I will never forget the little people. I don't think it's going to change much for me. I mean, I think people are, there's just so much to consume. No one watches anything. So it's really going to be about the, the, the picture. I agree with you that (laughs) that no one watches everything. Okay. Mm -hmm. No one, there's not everything anymore. There's not everybody consumes everything. However, just to counterpoint you a bit, more people have access now. 
So as you go, no one watches everything, but more people get a shot at it. Mm. Yeah. And I have found that for me that I have people that will, you know, read a book or and, and this podcast is mostly just creators. It's not like the radio show so much. But people will listen to this that don't listen to the radio show. Um, and again, you go, who would listen? There are 10 million podcasts. But this thing has, gets millions of downloads. So some, mm-hmm. it, But more people are now able to find not just media, but um, so it's found. So you may feel yeah. like it's not the biggest thing. Up, but imagine you're 38th on Netflix. Damn, people are watching the 38th biggest show on Netflix even for a week. Yeah. So many. So many. I mean, this, yeah, you just got to. I did the fix on Netflix, like this show with Jimmy Carr. And I just did it as like, they just asked me, and I was like, yeah, I'll do this show. A couple of days of taping it was nothing easy. And I was like, oh, it'll just be another thing. It, I got so, so many people see the things that you think that they won't see at all. And then Dancing with the Stars, I'm like, I can talk about it on stage and I literally can pretend like I won and people in the audience believe me. Like no one know, like no offense, but like no one knows. Do you think that offends me? No, I'm I'm just saying like right. everyone doesn't I know thought anything. everyone I thought Dancing with Stars would like crack open a new thing for me. And yes, I didn't last on the show, so maybe I didn't get as many fans as I could from it. But I just the things you think that are gonna pop sometimes don't. And the things that you're like, oh, this will never are huge. I would say that the things that you feel like don't pop kind of actually did, you just don't know it. Okay. Because that show, um, I would have never come across it with Jimmy Carr. That's mm-hmm, his name. Mm-hmm. I would have never come across the show if it weren't for you putting on your Insta story with people seeing it. Yeah. So I watched it and it was funny, but I, like I, it, you wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known of the show. I don't. They never showed it up there. I don't think in my block. No, they don't. They. I, I didn't even I, see it. Like I'm I in it. What they they didn't even suggest it for me, and I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> I I think a lot of times things that we don't feel popped actually do pop just yeah. in different places that we're not used to yeah i, I was wish just gauge it by like how many dms i get about things or like it's a bad gauge <laughs> i mean it's the only way that you get outreach from the community it's a bad gauge <laughs> <laughs> what's it like for a girl like an attractive female on instagram with direct messages because i don't get dm'd I don't believe you. If you gave me your phone, I, there are so many girls DMing you. You have, Bobby, I just don't even want to hear it. But I'm telling you. Okay. I'm telling you like to your face. I don't, I can't click over and this girl's going, Hey, take me on a date. I want to go on. It, that just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Would you like that? I, I don't know if I would or not. Mm-hmm. Cause it doesn't happen. Yeah. And again, I think in dating situations, one person's bold is another person's psycho, depending on how good looking the guy is. Totally. You know, yes. and the same thing, I would be like, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, she told me, you know, she, she wanted to, you know, eat my rectum and it's like, how hot, but how hot is she? You know, exactly. it's either hot or Oh, disgusting. that's like the, the yeah. Right. So I, I don't, a little, little picture. I don't know if I would like it or not, but I don't get that. Hmm. So, cause it's not the environment. The, the real environment isn't women slide into guy it happens but mostly mm-hmm. it's dudes jumping into girls dms yeah it is i do get a lot and especially when i come to a town and i go on stage and men think that i make eye contact with them in the crowd so i, I got one this morning that was like you were looking at me the whole show last night and i'm like i don't remember you i definitely wasn't and i'm sorry that you thought that i wanted you to come over and do some things to me in my hotel room because that's what they generally offer it's like I'll, i can come over and i'm just like no what's that quick huh oh yeah and then other times it's guys that are like 
you know, I, t- I talk v- very openly about my life. So I feel like people that listen to me on podcasts, they feel like they know you, they feel like they really know you and they see you. And a lot of guys will be like, I know what you need and I hear you and I'm, I'm ready to start this with you. And again, I have to look at their pictures and be like, all right, well, yeah, let's yeah, see how, yeah, ready. Let's, see how let's see how ready I am. I, am. I mean, it's all based on looks like at, at initially it's hard for you to win me over. Although I did get one recently where I was like, all right. Like it was like, um, hi Nikki, I'm 21. And I don't think 13 years is a big deal. Like talking about our age difference. And I was like, all right, well I just, it's just, I would never be interested in a 21 year old, but it did get, and then he goes, now that I've got your attention, I think we're on the same wavelength when it comes to dating, which I was like, I don't know what he thinks my wavelength is, but okay, I'll listen. He's like, I just want to come over to your place. I'll do this and this and this, and then I'll leave a joint on the nightstand right and leave. It. I was just like, um, that actually does sound pretty great. That's right. Just right to it. Like in the med, it's like. Right to it, Bobby. But okay. Would you ever go, all right, I'm down on, on a right to it DM. Um, if it was like a guy that, um, the problem is I'll, I need to, for me to hook up with someone and especially someone that just like slides, I need to know who they are. It would have to be like a celebrity that I'm already familiar with that I've already like thought about like, oh, what would it be like to date him? Like I have to wrap my head around it a little bit. So they need a blue check mark yeah, and they, they can do. get it right away. They, if they got I, the blue check mark. Dude, that blue check mark means everything. It means so much. And so many people have them that don't deserve them. I got a blue check mark last night. Some guy was like, I, I, I really like you and I want to take you on. I was like, ooh, Bluey, what's going on here? And it was, he did, he does, why does he have one? He shouldn't have one. Yeah, my co-host, Amy, they won't give her one. She has half a million followers and, and 50 fake accounts after her. And they're like, eh. and they're being, you know, uh, so precious about the blue check mark with her. That's ridiculous. The guys, yeah, no, she definitely needs one. Um, make that happen. How? I, I just reached out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, It'll I, happen. I know Frank Instagram. The name company's named after him. <laughs> That's the whole thing. <laughs> what? So let, here's. I'll, I'll talk about. Wait, hold on. Okay. You're, you actually know what you're doing. So I, it's nice to just sit back and not have to carry an interview. Oh, isn't it? Like oh, nicer so nice. when someone comes in that's love it that just to this has stories and I know. just goes. I love it. It's a dream. It's made my favorite one ever. I'll be honest with you. Really? Yeah, one of them because I just am what? Like, I'm just taking it in. Oh, thanks. And I don't Bob. have an ego. I don't have to be the one that's like, you know, jump. Regardless, let me let me say this. I'm jealous when you go on late night talk shows. Mm-hmm. That's so freaking cool. Yeah. Like when I see you, because did you do Leno? Yeah, when I was back in the day, 2009, 10 years ago, was the first uh, Tonight Show. I ever did or first late night show I ever did. I was 24 and um, I got the call the day of cause Paul Abdul was sick and they were like, can you fill in? Cause my name had been on the board as like, maybe she'll be on at some point. And they, I was second billing on when usually comedians get third, but because it was Paul Abdul and they had no one else to fill in. I was, I went second and, um, and had a great, great set. And then, and I thought my life was going to change overnight. Cause that's what happens when you do this tonight show. And then it still kind of happened. What do you mean? Well, the Leno Netflix didn't exist. There were 11 distribution platforms instead of 713. Yep. Yeah. It was a different world back then, but nothing changed Bobby. The next day I thought like, cause I was temping and babysitting when this call came through, I was out of money. I was just barely eking, squeaking by in, in LA. I was borrowing money from my parents. And, and then I did the tonight show and I was like, finally, like mom and dad, I'm on TV and I did it. And then nothing, nothing, nothing came in the next day. But did they call call you back again quickly? No, no. 
It didn't happen. I did not get asked back to the Tonight Show, even though I killed. Uh, 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 killed. Didn't get asked back. I moved back home to St. Louis after that because I just ran out of money and nothing changed. And then I was able to get booked at better at like B room comedy clubs. And so I just started touring more because I had that credit. So all it was in the end was just a thing they could say to promote me at like the jukebox in Peoria, Illinois. And that's where I worked for a couple of years. And then I didn't start doing tonight shows again until uh, a couple years later. So, uh, and I've seen you on Conan, which I'm so, I love Conan. I don't never met him. The best. He's yeah. He's but, the reason I do comedy. Yeah. I'm obsessed. I, I see. I'm like, I'm so jealous. You'll I, meet him. Someday. I wish I could just meet Conan. You will. You will. So you, That's going to happen for you. Is he so funny? Next time I do it, I'll bring you backstage. Why you haven't done Conan is beyond no, me. What do you mean why I haven't done Conan? I mean, I'm you're not, famous and entertaining and funny and you won Dancing with the Stars and nope, you're on every, thing. you did the NFL draft. Like there's, you're a Renaissance man. You should be on Conan. Make that happen. But some, um, someone who does everything actually does nothing. Mm. Like I don't really have a super skill set. Like you are an A plus comedian. Mm -hmm. Like that is your, what do I do? Uh, exactly. Thank you. That's it. Uh, now think about it and you can start to say something, but in the land of pitch. Okay. Well, no, he, no, no, no. It's already over. You proved my point. What do I do? Uh, a little bit of this, some of that. He's actually pretty good at this. I don't really have a, like a super thing, but I'm, I've actually come to terms with that. You're incredibly watchable and listenable. But. So if some, you go on Conan to promote a book, you got so many funny stories. You're going to be a great interview because that's all you do for a living. It's like, yeah. But you that's not going to bring anybody in. Me being on that, I would disagree. I've just seen too too much data. But for someone like that, they would go, well, no one knows this guy. Why would we put him on the show? It doesn't matter how good you are. Yeah. It matters, one, the relationship you have with them. If the people booking you, why don't they look at your followers and go, yeah, there's maybe there's something to this guy. Maybe we haven't heard of him, but, um, no, I mean, it's not that they don't just, nobody has time and every, everybody there's uh, sensory overload. I can't wait till you do those shows. Yeah. Have you done, what have you, what other shows have you done? Fallon, Conan, Seth Meyers. How's Fallon? Uh, How's that Kimmel. show? How's that show experience? That's the best. That is the best because he's so nice. Before you go out and do your stand-up set, he goes out like during commercial break and talks to the crowd and tells the crowd, hey guys, uh, so we've got this amazing comedian coming up. I just love her so much. You know, does the sincere, I mean, it's sincere. Everyone jokes about Jimmy Fallon being overly excited and just like, just uh, maybe that it's fake or something, how much he laughs at everyone. He gen he really is like that backstage, uh, like, uh, he is that excited and he's sincere about it. And he goes up. So if I ever hosted tonight show or any kind of show like that, I know what to do from watching Fallon because he got his crowd so amped for me. And I've done the show four or five times now, every single time he does it. And I thought it was just a first time thing. Cause he was like, it's her first time on the show. Give her so much love. Just have fun, relax. She's gonna, she's gonna, you're in good hands. She's the fun. She's one of my favorites. You know, like he says all the right things for you to go out there. And I could literally say nothing funny and still kill. So when I do have jokes, it is just, it's the, it's the best set I've ever had four times is the tonight show with Jimmy Fallon. It's the most fun I've ever had. I'm in the moment. I don't have to worry about anything. I've practiced it so much up to that point. I mean, the gut, the booker that works with you on that show on your set makes you run it a million times. Like it is an exhaustive week before then. And so you're so like ready to go. You don't even think about it when you go out there and you can just have fun. It's the best. 
you ever go and throw a joke out and it doesn't work on one of those shows or, or, or is it so just dialed in that it's really not an option at that point? At that point, everything hits. I, I knock on wood, knock on wood. I, I've never, um, I've never had a, a joke not, I mean, there's times where I do jokes in high pressure situations where maybe I'm on the couch with Conan and something I say doesn't get a laugh. And I was like, Ooh, I thought it was going to, but then I know that I have stuff coming up later. That's going to really crush you open strong and you end strong. And then no one remembers what happens in the middle. Yeah. Nobody, uh, no one knows nobody, what happens. Nobody nobody cares. Cares. Everybody wants to be entertained right now. And then they just want to be entertained again. And they yes. don't care about what they oh were just entertained God. by it. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It, people forget about stuff immediately. It do, that's why I keep this special. I'm like getting so nervous about it. And I'm like, I'll just, it'll go out. People, it'll be like a week of like so many tweets and like love. And then everyone's going to move on to the next thing. And then so will I. And then it's the next special, which I'm going to be able to do right away because I, I have so much material that's not making it into this one that I, I hope to have another one out like pretty soon after. Are you keeping the joke about me? I have a couple jokes about you, but, um, I had a friend. I'll tell you the story. Oh no. Uh, I was, it was like midnight well, and I get a text and nobody texts me that late because they know I wake up at three right. 30. Like nobody texts me that late. Yeah. I grabbed my phone. Hmm. It was like, Hey man, Nikki's in Austin. She told a joke about you. <laughs> and he didn't say what the joke was right then. And I'm like, I don't say your name. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> Like what? Cause this just, and so I wake up at like, I put the phone down, wake up three, I text back. Like, what was the joke? And he didn't, he, normal humans don't wake up when I do. So I'm yeah. waiting for like five hours oh for him God. to wake up. And in my head, you should have just texted me. I would have told you in my head though. I'm imagining it's the word. It, yeah. You, you, you've done a whole 20 minute set on all my uh, worst attributes. Yeah. I mean, there were times that I was doing that on stage for sure, but I've uh, whittled it down to just the essential the best jokes. And you and you know what's cool about you is you actually said, hey, I won't do it. Yeah. You did reach. And I was like, no, you should always do it. No, I don't. I, 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 that joke in particular, the one he's talking about, it's so funny. And it's actually true. Like, can I say it? Save it. Really? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's just like, it's, it's, as, the joke is not, uh, it sounds like I'm doing a dig at you, but then in the end, it's just like, no, he's just that good that, so anyway, it, in the end, I feel like that joke is nothing but just a joke. It doesn't really say anything about how I feel about you or, and it's just, it, it does, but it's, it's, it's actually a compliment in the end that people go, mm. Oh, it's a dig at, for, no, I mean, it is a compliment. I, mean, I don't think that everyone interprets everything that we mean the way we sure. mean it. No, no, no. Of course, people people groan at that joke every right. time I do it because they and then they whisper and they go, "Who won? Who's she talking about?" Let's Google him. We still because I don't it say is. his name. I just go <laughs> the same person. Whatever. Yeah. I just I mentioned the person that won. Um, and um, and it felt good at times to do that joke. I have to say because you know I just was like, oh, good. I just get to like I get my frustration with people out through jokes sometimes as do I with yes. telling stories. Yeah. Everyone has a way that they do it. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I, uh, um, but if, if it upset you in any way, I would never want to put that out there. And if it embarrassed you or upset you, I wouldn't, that's to me, like comedy is not, I'm not like, it's my art and people need to hear this joke about Bobby bones to like inspire them. It's it, I can lose it. If it hurts your feelings, I can lose it. I don't think that it's fair for my feelings to be hurt. What? Yes, it oh. is. But my feelings aren't, by the way, my feelings weren't hurt. But right. even then, 
I have an ex-girlfriend who's writing in it. We, we, I was broke up two years ago mm -hmm. and she has songs that are about me yeah. that aren't good. Yeah. And she was like, do you want to hear them? Do you want, I was like, no, just put out your, do you. Yeah. Like whatever you do, do you. Do you ever think that she maybe wants you to hear those songs? It doesn't matter because I don't want to feel a way about it because I know if I hear it, I don't like it. I'll be like, oh, no, don't do that. I don't want the option to, to I don't want the option to hamper her art. It doesn't matter. That's the Oh, important. because you, so you don't want to listen because you might be like mad about it. Not and mad, you don't but, I, but I'll, I'll worry about it. I'll be like, uh, I don't want to give it a chance to make me feel uncomfortable because I don't want to have a chance to say maybe you shouldn't do that because the human part of me would go, oh, don't do that. Okay, well, let's just say it's already out. There's no way to take it back. So you don't even have that option for her to pull it out, like to, to pull the record or mm -hmm. pull the songs. So sh you listen to all the songs after it's out and you don't have, so what's the harm in doing, why, why wouldn't you do that? I would listen after it's out. You will? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying. No, no, I just no. don't want in any way to keep her from seeing That's that. That's nice the, of you. Well, it, it's not because I wouldn't what? want someone doing that to me. And the same way when you were like, Hey, does the joke bother you? I'll pull it. I would, it didn't, but even if it did, I would have. I, I know. Like, and I don't like that. I would have wanted the honest answer. And so then that I guess it's honest. best to not hear it. Yeah. It, the most honest answer I can give is that I want you to do what makes you feel good. Mm. Cause I like to do what fulfills me. And if it's a stupid joke about me, then you should do it. Who cares? What am I like? We're all, who can, and nobody, nothing matters anymore. I know, but why do anything, Bobby, if nothing matters? I mean, because it fulfills us. That's why. Okay. That's why. That's why we do anything. And if it fulfills you to make fun of me, then you should do it. Mm, it and, does and you don't sometimes. Even, yeah, it really see. feels good. Yeah. You know, it's just, uh, <laughs> it does. I have to be honest. Like sometimes when I write jokes because I've been like, my feelings have been hurt and I'm like, I'm going to take it out in this joke. Um, it does feel good. And, um, and I'm sure your ex-girlfriend feels good singing those songs sometimes because it's, her way of expressing what she couldn't maybe express to you. Maybe. I mean, she had a whole record of good songs about me. Yeah, that's nice. And then now it's the other. Oh man, I dated this guy that was like a, a rapper once. And uh, he, he like, when we were dating, he wrote like so many raps about me of like how cute I was when I slept and like, just like the, just raps about cute stuff. And I was like, oh my God, this is, he's like, it felt like so good to finally have like someone write a song about you. He's a good rapper. And it would like be how I was adorable when I slept. Like literally that was one of the whole songs he wrote. And then I broke up with him and we remained friends and he came to open for me on a show. Um, he rapped. He rapped. Opening for you. He did. A yeah. He's like a comedy rapper. Okay. So he opened, he was, I, we broke up. It was long distance and I was like, Hey, I'm just not feeling this anymore. And this is too hard, but listen, we're, you're going to open for me in Boston. Like we should still do that. And then I was like, Oh, maybe I'll, we'll hook up again. Like who knows? Like it was just, I was like, but you still open. We're still friends. So a month and a half later after I broke up with him, we don't talk. He opens for me and I see him at the club for the first time. And I'm like, Oh, like I kind of forgot how cute he was. Like this is maybe I'm going to have like a little fucking romance tonight in Boston with my ex-boyfriend and like now I'm attracted to him again in a way that I f only feel cause I've rejected him. And I feel like he's improved over this month and a half. And I was just like, really like, Oh my God, I'm excited about this. And before the show, he came up to me and was like, so I wrote a song about you and I want to do it tonight. Is that going to be weird for you? And I'm like, 
well, he hasn't seen me sleep in a while, so it's probably not another one of those, but what could, I mean, I just go, listen, you know me and you know, what would upset me. Do it, do it. I love that. And his friend was with him who is a mutual friend of ours. And I go, have you heard the song, Mike? And Mike was like, yeah. And I go, is it bad? And he goes, "Eh." and I go, just do it, do it. Like I was busy. I was just like, do it. So then he goes on stage and I'm in the back being like with my friend who is uh, with me. And I'm like, he wrote a song about me and I'm like so excited. So he's doing his whole act. And this one song starts and it's like one I haven't heard. And the beat is fairly aggressive. Like the rap beat, whatever it's called. You know, I, I one dropped the mic, so I should probably know what that is. But, and I'm like, this, this is a new song. And he starts rapping about this girl, a girlfriend of his who had the worst breath he's ever um, (laughs) tasted when he kissed her, like the worst. And he's going on to describe it in such a visceral way that the audience is like gagging almost. They're just like, I just remember the audience being like, oh, and I'm in the back going, poor Jenna. I was thinking it was about another ex of his. I was like, I can't believe he wrote this about Jenna. Like he dated a friend of mine. I'm like, I got to tell her because this is not nice. And then all of a sudden I was like, things in the story started adding up to, I remember the kiss he's talking about. Like I remember, cause in, in the song, to my credit in the song, yeah, sometimes I have bad breath. I had just eaten a gross meal with him. We were making out in his apartment. And I remember he, in the song, the bridge of the song was like, you know, uh, she stopped in the middle cause she realized it was bad. And she was like, I gotta go brush my teeth, which I do. If I'm kissing a guy and I'm like, this isn't good for either of us. I'll go, let me just go have some mouthwash. And she, he goes, and then she came back and it was worse. And I was like, how dare you? It was not worse. I definitely did something about it. But then that's when I realized it was a, it was me. And I felt I had to go on a headline right after him. And I felt my, like, I felt an out of body experience in that moment. And I was like, this guy is, I will never speak to him again. It's over. This is over. So he got off stage and he knew immediately because he came up to me and he just was like, looked at me like, Oh, like, I'm kind of sorry. And I just go, never speak to me again, ever, ever. And he goes, Nikki, I go, never. I go, respect me right now and never, ever talk to me ever again. And, um, and I never talked to him again. That was nearly 10 years ago. He wrote me being like, I didn't know you were so insecure about your breath. And I wasn't, I wasn't until you wrote a song about it. And he goes, you don't have bad breath. It was one time. And I go, well, you, and he goes, you write jokes about guys all the time. And I go, you know what? When I write a joke about a guy, it's very easy. It's just me like talking to my friends about him. I say a funny line and they go, that's funny. And I write it down on my phone. That is how much work goes into a joke about a guy that has hurt me. You had to go to a cafe and sit with your little notebook and think about what rhymes with dumpster mouth and go to your rhyming dictionary and craft your, your song had a bridge. You spent hours thinking about my bad breath. This is hurtful. And so I've never talked to him again. Is he still a comedy rapper? Yeah. Yeah. He's great. He's very talented. Is he known? I'm not going to um, Yeah. In the, in, in the comedy world, he is known and he's truly talented, truly great. He has asked for my forgiveness for so many years he sent me an email one time on Yom Kippur, uh, which is like the, uh, I guess they talk about forgiveness on that holiday a lot. And um, he wrote me being like, hey, will you forgive me? Like, I really am sorry and I want your forgiveness. And I was like, yeah, actually, like I felt it lift. It had been a couple years of me being 
angry about this and talking about him all the time and just so upset. And I, and I let it lift and I go, okay, you know what? We're done here. Good. I forgive you. I don't want to be friends with you, but I forgive you. And I'm not going to bad mouth you anymore. And well, that's all I can do. Cause I have bad breath, but I'm not going to bad mouth you. I am, um, you're forgiven. And I felt good about it. I could listen to rap again. Like he ruined rap for me for a while. Cause I was like, I relate to Eminem's ex now. You're, you're now Kim. Yeah. I In felt your like mind, Kim. You're Kim. I was so Kim. And then suddenly I was like enjoying rap again. I was like, Oh, I got my mojo back. And I'm, I really forgiveness is definitely a powerful thing. And then he went on a podcast and talked about it. And I was like, forgiveness revoked. Why did you listen to it? Because my friend, because I wanted to hear him maybe talk about me. And my, I think someone had uh, like been like, Hey, he's on this thing. And, and, um, and you get to hear the guy brought it up and was like, is it true that you wrote a rap song about a girl and she got hurt? And he was just like, I don't want to talk about this, man. I don't want to talk about it. And the guy like kept prying and he was like, okay, fine. So here's what happened. And it just felt like a, all, all over again. Up. Yeah. It opened it back up. And I said, forgiveness revoked. And, um, and now no, no more talkie. That's different than me. I will, I'll give you an example, a direct example of yeah. us. Um, if I think I might be talked about in a way that may not be, because it's like, I don't need that in my, in my head. I don't yeah, need that in my space. So like when you would have Milo on your show, I wouldn't listen just in case you guys made any pops. Oh really? Wouldn't, wouldn't touch, wouldn't go, yeah. in, wouldn't go anywhere. Cause I'm like, why do I need that in my life? I do that too. I, I, I honestly think I listened because I thought he would say something nice about me because we had gone through the forgiveness thing because I'm very similar to you. I don't read any comments on YouTube. I don't, I protect myself from any negative, um, you know, anything being said about me that's uh, that isn't bad. constructive. Yeah. That isn't going to make me feel good about myself. It's just, I know it's out there right. and I'd rather not hear it. So I don't like look for the comments. You would get thrown sometimes by like certain comments on Twitter and stuff. And I'd be like, why are you reading that? But I know it's like to get the good, you got to get the bad. Yes. So that's why I would never listen if I thought, because I think you're really good. I think you're actually too good at radio to not have been in it that long. And I would tell you that. And when the, you'd bring on Milo, who I love and should have won the show by dance experience, like no doubt, I'd be like, I'm not listening to that crap because they're, yeah. they'll, they're going to say something 1% chance and I don't need to hear it because right. then I'm going to hate them both. I don't think we did. I Bobby. know. And you know what? I, but I, I wouldn't know. I would have done that. But um, if it, it would have just been out of jealousy that you won a show that, you know. And now circling back. Now, let me tell you this before, okay. before, we, before we wrap. Uh, here's what you do that's annoying. But that also has actually changed me a little bit. It's all your stupid vegan stuff on your Insta story. Mm -hmm. It's so much. But you know what I do? It's I think about much. it sometimes. So yeah, it oddly works a little bit. I, I haven't stopped eating meat. Right. Still eat meat. Enjoy it. No, but I, I do probably eat about twenty percent less meat. Really? Because of your stupid vegan Insta Thank stories. Thank you. I see them and I try to try to get out of them as fast as possible to get back to the funny stuff. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you saying that because. That the only reason I'm so heavy handed with all of it is because the only reason that I became vegan was because of the same over the top messaging of like, think about what you're doing. Your dog is no different than a cow. You moron. You've been, you've been, there's propaganda being thrown at you from the day you emerged from your mom's womb that says you should be dr drinking milk from cows and eating meat from animals. And it's just not the case. And it's just all, once you open your eyes to it, you can't not see it again. And it's like, I haven't looked at like the horror footage of the slaughterhouses and stuff like that. I don't need to see it. I've read it. And once you read it, you can't, you just, 
you can't eat it anymore. So I just try to put out little things. Not that, little. No, it's a lot big. Oh, yeah. I could go bigger. But okay, but I'm just telling you, they're not little. Uh, okay. They're big and a I lot. Know, I know, I know. one after the other. I just can't help it. Sometimes, because I also, when I get depressed, like I just think about animals suffering and I just get so sad. And so when you see a big flood of that stuff from me, it's usually because I'm in like a dark headspace. Like it's usually an indication if I'm going on down a vegan wormhole, I'm like, Bitch, you're depressed. Go out and get some fresh air. Like, because that's where I go. Do you go anywhere when you're depressed? I just shut it all down. Nothing. Like no Close, communication nothing. with anyone? Done. What, do you watch something? Do you go and you watch The Office? That's all. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I just shut it all down. Nothing. No Instagram. No nothing. Go, yeah. Because I don't want to bring mine to people. Right. I don't feel like mine's worth anything. Good. I mean, yeah. Who cares? But that being said, I think that oh, your, your stuff is so annoying. Deflection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you've been oh, doing like, it the whole time. I have? Yeah, but then I just kind of let you run. Oh, how dare you? When did, well, name one time I deflected. Your Insta stories are quite annoying, but they are a bit effective. Okay. Even on me who wants nothing to do with them. Right. So that's it. That's all. I just wanted to state that publicly. Okay. But I don't like it. Okay. But it does work a little bit. Okay. That's why I do it. Yeah. yeah. A little you. bit, but not all the bit. But it is annoying. Yeah. yeah. It's. I'm always like, God, I'm going to have to watch five of these stupid things. Yeah, I know. Next, next, it's next, like next. next. We don't want to hear about pigs suffering. Nikki. I, I didn't want to hear talk right now. Let's stop talking about it. Oh, you brought it up. <laughs> I know. I just wanted to quickly address that. Um, I have a few things I wanted to bring up. Yeah. What else did I think would be fun to mention to you? <sighs> what else? What else could there be? Um, well, there's a lot. Yeah. But we're, we're running out of the show's almost over. Mm, you know, running yeah, out of time. Yeah. Trying to think of where I want to go real quick. Uh, by the way, fo follow Nikki um, if you want to see all of her stupid vegan stuff. <laughs> it's not all that. I'm pretty entertaining on Instagram. Nikki Glazer. You are. Yeah, you were very entertaining on Instagram. Thank you're, you. You're super, oh, I'll tell you, to me, I think you may be one of the most uplifting people I've ever met. Ever. Period. Like hanging around you would give me such confidence to be confident. Really? Yeah. Because I would always feel like I'm pretty confident in some things. I'm terribly, like we all are. We have, we're, we're basically a boardroom, right? I feel like in our heads, it's a big boardroom. There's a table. There's the sad person, the happy person. There's the leader. There's the follower. There's the, and it just depends who's running the meeting that day. Yeah. And <laughs> the, you know, that's how, that's what we are. We're all of them. But who's going to run the meeting that day or that hour or whatever, you know, slice of your life that you choose? Most days the janitor runs my meeting. Yeah. It's just a guy who has no idea what we're even talking about. He just happened to come in and clean up and we're like, you run it. Well, the confident guy in my room <laughs> wouldn't run the meeting very often. Yeah. Because I'll be like, but, but you were always so confident, but in a refreshing way that it was like, and then you would. You're also a great builder of people. Even let's take me out of it. Other comics, like you get on your Instagram and you really put people over. And I don't think that is the natural way that it happens in the creative world. Not from what I see. It's so competitive. Yeah. It's so fake at times that it doesn't feel like that from you. Oh, well, thank you. And I, I'll give it back to you, man. Like I, I, I you would say this sometimes when I would get kind of, um, yell at you about how great you are and try to get through to you about like, what, like, do you know what I see when I look at you or what I, cause I don't know that you understand how special you are. And so I would just kind of flood you with these monologues about how I 
perceive you. And it wouldn't be, and I think you knew that it was coming from a real place that I wasn't bullshitting you because what I was saying is, you, you know, you just, you can sense authenticity, uh, I think. And so you would, I, I could tell that it would work for you to say all those things, but it was very easy for me to tell you all those things because you're extraordinary. And, um, and I, and, and, and I also got a lot of that from you. Like it felt good to give you that kind of boost that I thought you didn't, wouldn't even need because you write self-help books. You have an empire. You've, you're, you can have anything you want. You, I always said that to you, you can have anything you want, Bobby Bones. You know that now you can have anything you want. And it would just frustrate me when you would seem like maybe you, you didn't think you could, or you'd show any kind of self doubt. I just want to shake you and be like, Oh my God, like you're who I look to, to, I wish I could be more like you. So it's at the same time that it was frustrating. It was kind of nice to see this insecurity in someone that I had put on a pedestal so much, but for me, I got that. I got a lot out of our friendship during Dancing with the Stars, like a ton. I mean, you know the things that the one thing that you helped me with that is like huge that has had influence in my life, um, like down the like I was just a, a one decision that it was an email I got that was like really upset me, and I happened to get it like right when I was hanging out with you, and you. I would have done the opposite of what you suggested I do with that. And I did what you did just because I was so upset about it. I kind of had to just turn over the power to someone else. Cause I was like, there's too much emotion here. And you were like, just write this back. And that was the best advice I've ever been given. Like that was such good advice and no one else was giving me that advice. And I just trusted you in that moment and it worked out. It really worked out. And I've since followed up with that same advice to emails like that, that come in and have kept coming in. You know what I'm saying? And um, I've since used the same approach. So that really changed my life. And then also like, yeah, you got me into, I'm really grateful for Dancing with the Stars for meeting you because you- you, I watched you be so, um, reading your book. Like I just told you, like when I read your book, I was like, Oh, this is kind of what I want to do. Like you, I want to do what you're kind of doing and you want to do I, what I'm doing. What am I doing? Just being yourself. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I will, I will living in this mansion in Nashville and having every opportunity at my fingertips. And but none of that stuff matters. It doesn't matter. I want when you it, walked in. What are they doing? Sitting on your couch. Um, Keep going. Doing nothing. S who was I sitting with? I don't know. Yourself. Alone. No one. Alone. Bobby. Nothing matters. What? What? I don't understand what that no, means. Nothing matters. Just because you're a big house and your money that doesn't mean that you're not alone. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that doesn't. That just, doesn't mean that you're happy. I think I'm more alone that way because it feels like, man, I should have somebody to share with. Right. Right. Bobby, I'll tell you this again. You can have anything you want. If you want someone to share it with, you can have that. Okay. Mike D, would you like to have some? All exactly. Right. <laughs> you act like this. Oh, no one likes me. I can't. I'm going to be alone forever. No girls like me. No one wants to date me. It's not Check. an act, by the way. I don't think it's an act. I really don't think it's an act, but I, I you, you just said after winning Dancing with the Stars, you can do anything. So I believe that I can. I can figure anything out. Right. So figure that out. I'm Listen, I'm trying. Are you? Yeah, I think okay. so. I think, you know what? Oh, you know what? I had a, I had a not a good moment yesterday. Um, there's this new song and uh, it's by Pink. 
and Chris Stapleton's in the song. And I think it's my favorite song right now, period. Really? It's, oh my God, so I can't good. wait. But the whole song is like, would you love me anyway, even if all I, I couldn't do all this stuff? And I may have Mike pull it up over there. I'm listening to it, and I'm like, if I couldn't be funny, why would anybody even want to be with me? And I had this really bad... It really, it really wasn't good. I was like, oh man, I'm still not in a great... Because I kind of like myself for the first time ever. Yeah. I kind of like myself for the first time ever in my whole life. That's great. Kind of. Yeah. Well, that's better than not. Absolutely. I, there's been real progress. Like, I think I'm kind of pretty cool now. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. But it was like, I was thinking, I was like, I would expect nobody. I don't know that I feel like I'm lovable yet. And I didn't really think about that for a while. The stupid song came on and I'm like, oh. What did, what did, what do you mean if you weren't funny, would you still be Like, lovable? why would you want to be around me if I can't like make them laugh or. But you can make them laugh. But again, that's one of the reasons why we like I, being around you. If I can't make them laugh or or be have a cool job, like why does anybody want to be but around me? You do me? have both those things. I know it. I may not. May not. Um, because you would still be sweet and like kind. You hope. Well, everyone could lose everything, and that doesn't mean they're not lovable. I mean, like let's strip you down to nothing. Like that's right. I want you just to love my organs. <laughs> I mean, th that's a ridiculous scenario in which you lose things. I mean, yeah, we all do the thing of like, would you love me if I lost my, all my arms? And it's like, probably not the same. I like your, I like that you're mobile and can like go roller skating with me. So it might change our dynamic. But if someone was dating you and you suddenly lost your sense of humor and lost your money and lost your hair, God forbid. Um, I'm pretty lucky that I have all my, all my hair. I mean, you're so lucky. It's, yeah. it's really cranking up there. Yeah. Good I don't. Job. I don't think they would put me on shows. I know, dude. You would have you would have gotten some transplant situations going. Maybe, or I would have just been like, I'm checking out of this. I'll find something else. Yeah, I mean, it, that is rough to lose your hair as yeah. a man in this business. It's not. It's not an easy go. I'm still wearing my makeup from yesterday. I, when they put makeup on me for these shows, I never take it off. I love looking beautiful. Do I look beautiful? You should keep it on. Yeah, it I looks keep it great. And yeah. That, so I have like product in my hair a little bit. And you have to because you know you were on TV. You have to wear this makeup today. That's true. But you, that is so, I love that you, you almost, did you cry to that song? No, I don't cry. But it really. made you feel like things. Yeah. I was sitting there listening to it. I was like, oh, I don't, I can't, I'm done with this. I, I said a I thing. I think the thing is. I said a thing. I'm no, done with that thing. Let's just unpack this a little bit more. Go ahead. You, once you really love yourself, yep. you'll let someone else love you. I'm getting And until you. then. It can't happen. You just don't love yourself enough. Well, maybe and I can let someone kind of like me. Yes. And I think you have before because you kind of like yourself, but I, I'm, I'm working on the same thing. It's like, I only let someone appreciate me as much as I appreciate myself. They can't get in any further because I'll push them away because I'll be like, ew, why do you love me? I'm like not lovable. And then you're wrong. And I don't even want to be around someone who's wrong. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, one day, and I, one of my favorite stories that I can't wait for you to tell publicly, and I'm not going to say any names, because we've talked about dating on the Raya app before. Yeah. And I've talked about it on the show before, mm -hmm. and you actually see people that you would see on television or see people in music. Yeah. It's like a fancy dating app. Mm -hmm. And you connected with someone. I'm not going to say who, don't worry. Wait, I don't even know who I'm a huge, is. we're huge fans of this person. And you only connected and then you never responded to one Oh, yeah. 
I think about that story all the time. Oh my God. It's I was my, so my, excited. There's a, there's a, uh, this dating app and you push the heart. And if you both push the heart, it connects you. Yeah. And you saw this music star that you were a huge fan of. They were both huge fans of. Yeah. When I was like in high school, I grabbed his hair when he was performing and he was front row. I was front row and I grabbed him and he looked at me like, bitch, get off of me. And I was a high schooler and he was a fully grown man. And now these old men are on Raya and I still have this. Yeah. Like you see someone that you idolize when you were young and they were like 27, 30, which was way too old for a high school student. But now they're like old men and it's not that they don't have the same appeal, but you can't forget that. I just wanted to see if he liked me too. He did. We matched. He wrote hi, Nikki. And I never wrote back because I was too scared because I thought I would have to like, then I'd go on a date with him. And then what if I'm like, all I want to talk about is August and everything after. I mean, you, like, I, <laughs> I wasn't going to leave you there, but that, no, dude. Okay. What do you do on Raya when you see someone that you're friends with? Um, well, I used to screenshot and send it to him and laugh, but it goes, but then, then it goes, we'll put you in jail if you screenshot it yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, so I don't do that anymore. Sometimes if someone has a phone and I'm with someone, I'll be like, Hey, take, take, take a, a picture of this. You, do you match with them and then go ha 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 and like write each other? If, okay, let me give you this scenario. I saw my ex-girlfriend on there. Oh. And I matched, I didn't match her. I pushed the heart. Yeah. And I texted her and was like, Hey, I just saw you on Raya. Yeah. So I just kind of wanted to avoid and that's the only, I see guy friends because they're in, you can hit that local thing who's around you. Right. And so you don't really match with guys, but right. girls, not so much. I had a guy that I was like dying to like, I like knew of him, celebrity I knew of. And I was like, oh my God, if that, that chance ever happened, that'd be cool. Right. See him on Raya. I liked him like years ago. I mean, I've been on that app for so long. And then it like, sometimes people don't see your face for years or they just get desperate enough that they finally click the heart or whatever. And it's someone that I had like met in passing, but didn't even think like anything was there. And then we both, we matched and I was like, oh my God, like this guy is definitely into me. And then I followed through on it to be like, got a little bit flirty and he's like, oh no, I just was like <gasps> saying hi to a friend. Oh. Like that's what you do on Raya when you match. And I'm like, no, you don't. I thought- you know, I think the move would be this. You send him an Instagram message. Go, hey, I just saw you on Raya. Ugh. You, I think if you wanted to say hi, because that's embarrassing. That sucks. That's oh, cringy. Dude, it yeah, sucks. That's cringy. Bobby, he wrote, okay, so we matched. And I was like, oh my God. And I thought maybe he's just doing the friendly match thing. And then he wrote, this is really exciting, Nick. This is very exciting, Nikki. What would you think? Well, I do love the Goo Goo Dolls. So it being, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, that's fantastic. <laughs> Oh, and and so the new rule for me is if I see a guy on these apps that I'm friends with that I would never really want to bang, I would just, I would rather just X and not even have it. I don't want to do the, hi, we're both on this app. Isn't this funny? (laughs) We're friends. Unless it's a friend that you're just like, maybe we want, like then I'll do it. So if you match with me on Raya, just know that I mean business. Have you ever matched with Jeremy Piven? No, because I would never swipe right on him. Did he he ever pop up in your feed? Uh, Yes, he has. Um, I was, there was a girl from a TV show and we matched a show I'm a big fan of. And I was like, Hey, and I don't want to act like I don't know who, who she is. Right. That's the worst as if you're like lying. Yeah. Like never heard of you. And she's uh, that she's super funny on the show that I really like. And I was like, Hey, I'm a big fan of your work. Cause I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. No. And 
and also had more Instagram followers than her, so I'm more famous. Yeah. So she should be happier messaging her. She says, <laughs> "Oh, you actually sent me a nice message. That's nice because Jeremy Piven sent me this, and she <laughs> screenshotted it back." Really? Yeah. Oh God, I hear the worst stories about him. I don't know him. I'm just saying I've heard a couple in that realm. It's not good. Oh, I can't wait to hear. You matched with a friend of mine and um I matched? Yeah, you matched and were like DMing with a friend of mine and she shared it with me and um you were really nice. Yeah, I'm nice. Yeah. I think. I don't yeah. like I'm not like I think you used a line that like maybe you I'm would not, set on me uh, once mm, and I, then I was use like lines, well, it wasn't a line, but it was a it was a it was a sentiment of something mm. that it was like, ah, that's a bummer to see that's something that you thought was for you. I don't know that that's true. It wasn't, it's, it wasn't. Because, hold on. This is my show now. I am the captain. <laughs> I can't remember lies. I don't think you lie. No, no. I am the captain now. Okay, okay, sorry. I I'm can't, Tom Hanks. I must have felt something to say something because I can't remember lies because I would, I, I'll get caught in them all the time because I talk everywhere. And so if I said it, I must have I don't know what I said. I don't even know who it was. Right. No, no, no. You did feel it. It it's it's just a thing to say to a girl that I thought never, I didn't meet I don't I didn't never met her. No. Yeah, no. No. But yeah, she was just, I was like doing some show and she was like, Do you know Bobby Bones? He was on Dancing with the Stars. And I was like, Yeah. And she was like, I just matched with him on this thing. And she was like, and we've been talking. And she I did not ask to see any talking, of it. And she huh? she showed me everything. But I don't like sending everything. That's not like sending, here's my balls. I yeah, I, I saw do everything, that. Bobby. No, I, I saw every, I saw all your organs. No, I saw, I just saw the chat. It was nice. You were definitely not a creepster. Unless that's the, maybe I should be creepier because I don't do well. Yeah. God, I don't even want to hear this. Okay. What, why don't you do well? Because I'm not like, hey, come over and let's, let's take the sausage train to Naperville. <laughs> I don't know what a guy's saying. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> Come over, I'll, I'll leave some pork rinds after I'm done. I don't know. <laughs> I'm so I'm just like let me just be nice to people and just see where it goes. But yeah. then I'm not aggressive enough sometimes. Right, 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 right. Yeah, no, I know. So, uh, okay, now I'm gonna circle all the way back to the very beginning sentiment of this whole whole oh, show. We have an arc. I went to the club last night. What? You did? What? We talked about this at the beginning of oh, the show. Oh, I thought you went to the comedy club. I'm like, wait, no. why did you go to my show? I couldn't. Oh, I was working. Okay, I was like, okay, no, that's... I went to the club. Remember right. when you okay, said when, the clubs are still a thing? There are sorry, people online? Sorry, when I hear club, it just okay. means comedy club to me. But okay, yes. Go to okay, the club. you go to the club. And you said, do you dance? Yes. Forever I didn't. Right. Now I feel like if I'm dancing good or bad, it doesn't matter because I'm the champ. True. And if people are like, oh, you can't dance, it's like... Sorry. I have the freaking mirror ball. Yeah. What do you mean I can't dance? I have it right here. It's actually. It's in the bathroom. <laughs> My security guy's holding on to it. He'll bring it out at any time. And so I don't mind. The weird thing about dancing now is people will ask me one at airports sometimes. Hey, will you do a dance? No. Or two, um, if I'm at the club, they'll record they record me dancing all the time. Oh, that's fun. Dancing's so. so fun. When you really let yourself do it, it is a blast. But that's why it's fun. You have to really let yourself do it and not worry about if you're good or not. No, you can't worry because yeah. you're not. You're not. But I'm pretty. I'm the champ, though, because I, I am I mean, you good. are the champ, so, but you're not good. But I'm the champ. You're, you, you did it. Yeah. 
But you're no one would say like that's good dancing. Yeah, they did when they gave me the trophy. <laughs> they did, actually did. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, Bobby, I, I actually was very impressed by you. You used to, um, we before the first show, we would send each other our practice videos. And I remember you being like, mine's so bad, I don't even want to send it. I don't want to send it. And then you'd send it and I'd be like, he knows what, he's good. He's fine. He'll get through. He won't win, but he'll I get I was so far. insulted. This is the one I'm going to end on. I was so insulted. Oh, this God. is the most I've ever been insulted by you. Okay. Really? Yeah. Oh. I've told you the story, uh-huh. but you're not going to know. I was so hurt by it. It yeah, was yeah. week two of Dancing with the Stars, and you were doing it's a story about your week and your show, and you predicted the winner. Yeah. And you didn't pick me, even out of friendship, pick Milo. No, I. why would I pick you? I, I just Because no one thought you would win, Bobby. Even, but I kept telling you, I'm going to now win. Now when you say things to me, I trust you because of that moment. I didn't believe in you. I didn't trust you. I didn't. I thought you were crazy to think that you would win. I saw the twinkle in your eye and I thought this guy's nuts if he thinks he's going to win. There's just no way. It's never happened before. And then you broke the show, Bobby. Like what? That show has been on 27 seasons and no one who is a bad dancer has ever won. Okay. But it, I was insulted. I, told, I know. I told, and I told you, but you were honest. Why would I, I ever have thought you would win? No one did. Yes, I, I, I cared for you, and you were Maybe my like friend. Maybe like bonus, and I- outside shot, <laughs> dark horse. Oh, uh, I'm. You know what? I close I'm, second. There are a lot so of things. I'm so glad you won. I'm uh, a lot of it, things. Well, I'm glad you made it to the finals because that meant I got to go back. But um, it was nice to see you win. It was nice to be there for that. I just remember it was just. I remember where I was when they said your name. I was like walking down the stairs to like make my way down to the. And I remember looking at, um, who did I look at? I think it was my radio producer. And we would just go, oh my God. Like, we, like, just like, it happened. I can't believe it happened. Bobby Bones won. Yeah. Was that like the best night of your life? I was really tired. And no, I don't think it was. I think it was um, a week later. It was pretty cool. What was the best night of your life? Now that I asked that, do you like, what's like been the most joyous moment for you. I enjoy doing things that I never thought I would be able to do as a kid. Yes. So when the governor invited me to the mansion to talk me out of running for governor of Arkansas. Yeah. And I had, he threw this big party. I didn't know it was for me, but it was for me. It was dinner. It was this huge, they brought on, um, I was like, Oh, this is the coolest thing I've ever got to do. Because when you're a kid in Arkansas, you don't see the governor. You may see him drive by. Yeah. And he invited, and then he pulled me in. I was like, Hey, what are you doing? you not run for governor? It was kind of that thing. Like, are you really, is this? And so that was really cool for me. Oh, that's. Not so much the talking about politics, because I will probably be the governor of Arkansas and maybe president, but I do. Why are you, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding when I say that. I know you're not. And I just said, Bobby, that the next time you tell me that you are going to do something, I'm going to believe you. But and I, so you know what? I believe you. I believe that you will be president someday. Well, if you I, want to be, you I, can be. I think so, too. What the heck? I think You're, you want to be president. I don't know. Bobby, don't be president. I don't know. I want to be where I can actually be happy. I'm Bobby, gonna, I want happiness for you. Being president. It's just too much work. Just enjoy your life. The it's just don't be president, Bobby. I know you could. The I'll vote for you. The dancing night was great. Okay, that governor night was great. Mike, will you get in on this? Don't let radio, Bobby be president. The radio hall of fame was great. Yeah, when when 
They inducted me into that. They even they called me Bobby Jones. They literally did. I'm inducted into the no. Radio Hall of Fame. It's me and four 80-year-olds. Oh, give me a break. And they call me Bobby Jones. Um, and then, oh, here's what I was going to bring up. And then okay. we're done. Then we're done. I got to pack. I got to get on an airplane. I know. I got to freaking go and work tonight. Um, we're both huge Howard Stern fans. Yeah. And I've thanked him both of my books. And I, I just have been a diehard Howard Stern fan. And when you've been on the show, that's nothing I'm jealous of. That's what it was. You, you got to go on the show. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. I was I, so jealous. And I listened and I was so happy for you because you were so funny. Thanks, man. Yeah. He, he, he laughed a lot. It was nice. It, it was, that was, that was my, the best moment of my, my career, I think. Like I was actually happier for you than I was jealous. Of- I honestly want to write a book just so I can go on Howard Stern to promote it. Like I'm working on projects to figure out a way to get back in studio with him. Yeah. We're, and then he talked about you though. Like I listened to that recently. That, which was super cool because was so cool. He's mentioned me before and like, like taking little pops, like what is this, this kid do, you know, mm-hmm. but it's still, it's Howard Stern freaking acknowledging your existence. Oh, it's so it's still great. He knows you exist. And, but then, yeah, he talked he said nice things about you. Yeah. And I, and I just kept waiting for him to, to do what he does. And it's like talking and then just, boom. but he didn't. And he just moved on. And oh, it was I, and awesome. I was like, that's the coolest thing. Oh, I was listening to it with my buddy, Andrew, because you had sent over the, cause I was like, he talked about you this morning. I had just missed it. I had been listening that morning and I guess I had gone to work right before he started talking about you. And you were like, Hey, you had mentioned it. And I was like, send it to me. And then Andrew, my friend Andrew and I listened and we were like jumping up and down like you had one dancing with the star. Like that's how excited I was. Cause as a Stern fan, I understand yeah. the magnitude, which that kind of acknowledgement from him brings. Yeah. It's just like, in my heart. Not even uh, other people heard it. It was just like, holy know, crap. That's so cool. Yeah, it's cool. so, it's the best. You'll get on there someday too. You'll, you can have everything you want. Bobby okay. Jones. You should stop saying that. Bobby Jones. <laughs> yes. Thank you. You can do any, Bobby Jones can do anything that Bobby Jones wants. What were they, what do they call me? A gospel singer? recently it was that like was when you hosted oh, American Idol. oh so i hosted american idol for ryan yeah. when ryan got sick and they were yeah. like and american Idol's gonna be hosted this week by gospel singer bobby <laughs> because bobby jones is a gospel singer oh i was gonna say like you co- probably could win like gospel singing with the stars like you will do you'll do you could do that you could be a gospel singer okay um if you want it nikki it has been a, a, a great pleasure uh let me sit here some dates coming up for nikki real quick I have on my ear. I didn't even really look at anything I had written down. Uh, in Chicago, you'll be playing uh, Talia Hall. Yes. That's not a. Is that a club? That's not a club. That's a. No, hall. that's a theater. Yeah. The it's Wilbur and Boston. I, I played the, the Wilbur. Wilbur a few, Wilbur's cool. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Saturday, the fifth. Yeah. Uh, Comedy Cellar in New York City. It's crazy that you'll do like six or seven um, sets a night sometimes. Yes. Driving around New yeah. York. That's it's wild. Nuts. But uh, for anyone, because we're on in Chicago and Boston. Um, not even this is the show, but uh, Tolly Hall, May 3rd, Wilbur Theater in Boston, May 4th, Comedy Cellar in New York on May 5th, and uh, Instagram, and I, I mean, spell it K-K-I-G-L-A-S-E-R. Yes. There you go. People may put a Z there. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do Just that. S. God. Thank you. Thank you, Bobby. There we go. Mike, thank you very much. Episode 174. Thank you.